Hello and welcome to the Chronic Living Podcast, your need-to-know source for living with a chronic illness or disability. I'm your host, Alex Pappas, and I'll be sharing my experiences living with a chronic illness, as well as inviting others on to share their stories. So join me in shining a light on the world that is chronic living. All right, so today we're talking about relationships. Yep, we are going there. So we are talking about dating and relationships when it comes to living with a chronic illness or disability. So this is going to be fun. Um, so I got diagnosed with colitis when I'm 17. I've had it for 10 years now. And I've been in and out of a lot of relationships and been on a hell of a lot of dating sites and various methods of dating. And I'm going to talk about kind of my experiences and how it's gone. So dating, the issue of rejection, bringing up your disease. So I'm going to start with, I guess, some of my, my previous relationships. So when I was 17, I got diagnosed with colitis. I was in a relationship. I was in a relationship with someone a year younger than me. Um, and at 17, I was super mature, amazingly mature, couldn't make any possible mistakes ever in a relationship or just life in general, right? Um, so... I had been in a relationship for, I want to say, eight or so months at that point. Yeah, roughly roughly eight months, if I remember correctly. God, I don't know how I can actually remember that. So it was about eight months. I think we started dating. Yeah, we started dating in fall, and I got diagnosed like midway through summer. So eight or, eight or nine months, not a full not a full year. Um, probably eight at the most. And... When I got diagnosed, I was kind of all over the place. Um, you know, when you're 17, you get diagnosed with a chronic illness. Your world kind of falls apart because you're 17 and your world is really not that all formed to begin with. So, it's in this relationship. It's going really well. Um, amazing girl. Super supportive. Super kind. Cared about everything. Like, we didn't have any issues. Um, had a lot of fun together, did a lot of things together. So when I got diagnosed with colitis, I kind of shut down, um, in, in every way, honestly, I shut down physically. My body was just shutting down because of the colitis. Um, I shut down mentally cause I didn't, it took a long time to kind of process. And there were a lot of changes happening just all of a sudden, um, and I shut down emotionally, um, which definitely affected my girlfriend at the time. And I still kind of feel bad for her because even though I got diagnosed with colitis, she didn't treat me any differently, like in a bad way. Um, she was super supportive, offered like as much as she could, I guess, for being teenagers. Um, and she was super understanding of everything. Now, the problem was I kind of shut down and shut her out and pushed her away. Now, this is a big thing. I kind of want to let you guys do, you know, if you're newly diagnosed to whatever it is, whatever it is, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't, I know it's hard. 
I know it's hard and, and I can't say anything because it's exactly what I did. But if you're newly diagnosed to a chronic illness, to a disease, to a disability, you know, if something happened and, and now you have this health condition, don't shut the people out that care. Like I cannot stress this enough on so many levels. Don't shut the people out that show up for you. It is so important. I know it's really hard to deal with everything that you're dealing with. I know it's hard to process everything. I know it's hard when someone's like checking in on you all the time, as dumb as that sounds. Like it it just seems like too much and you just kind of want to take a, you just want life to pause, but don't push those people away. Um, And I say that for a reason because that relationship that I was in when I got diagnosed up until this day was probably the best girlfriend I had hands down now I'm single right now so maybe that'll change in the future but up until this point best relationship I was in and when a big change like that came she was still super supportive and super helpful I just shut down and shut her out and I know we were teenagers, so I don't know how far it would have gone if I didn't do that. But I definitely regret shutting down and shutting her out because of how challenging dating is. You know, <clears throat> when you have something and it's going well and something drastic changes, you don't understand where you're going to be in the future. And you don't understand how much more challenging it's going to be f- to find something like that in the future. Um because dating with a with a chronic illness or disability is a challenge in itself um kind of you know when to bring it up how to talk about it how in depth to go because you bring it up too early some people just shut you down shut you out they don't even want to listen or learn and i mean it's not a bad thing because you don't need those kind of people in your life but it is it does add an extra layer to things it does limit your interactions with people when it comes to dating. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people over the years on different dating apps and person dating all around. And I can say confidently, eight out of 10 people, eight out of 10 females that I've talked to, or have had a good connection for the first couple of weeks or first month, once colitis was brought off, just shut it down completely didn't want to talk to me, didn't want to keep pushing towards anything. So it is a barrier that you kind of have to deal with. Now, those two out of 10 people that I would still talk to, they, um, I don't think any of them turned, let me see. No, I don't think any of them turned into relationships. So it's probably not helpful. But the two out of 10 people that I would still talk to after going on a couple dates and bringing up colitis were kind of the right kind of people. Now, maybe the issue, I think the issue came down to just hanging out kind of more often, didn't have kind of the right chemistry or didn't have the same long-term goals. I think was usually most of it because, you know, chemistry is usually pretty good starting out dating. And then you figure out what your goals are in life. And it's like, okay, those are completely polar opposites. It's uh, it's not going to work. But... <clears throat> So I I cannot stress that enough. If you are in an amazing relationship and you are newly diagnosed with a chronic illness 
or a disability. Do not destroy it if you can. Because that relationship and someone that's already been with you, already knows who you are, that is willing to put that kind of effort into you, do not push them away. Communicate. Talk to them. Tell them what is going on. And if you need to change some things to make it work, if you just need some time to chill and kind of grasp everything, if you need a little more space than maybe you normally had, communicate that. Because having someone that cares about you and puts in that effort and throwing that away because you don't know how to cancel your new disease, not the person, your new disease or disability, is not okay. And I know it adds an extra level of stress, especially if you're newly diagnosed. But trust me, in the long run, if you have someone that supports you now and is an amazing partner, do whatever you can to keep that alive and to have the right level of communication, the right level of intimacy, whatever it may be, communicate it. Because dating with a chronic illness is more challenging than it was beforehand. So trust me, just just trust me. That's the what like that's probably my biggest regret when it comes to my disease is how I handled my relationship when I got diagnosed. Because who knows where it would be now? Who knows? Because that person and how they acted and how they treated me afterwards, like super rare. So if you have that connection with someone, don't destroy it. I'm going to probably say it like a million times going forward in this podcast, in in the podcast in general and other episodes. Do not destroy a good relationship because you're newly diagnosed with something because it is a, trust me, you're going to kick yourself in the ass later for it. So moving on from if you're in a relationship. So for those of you that are single, like myself, um, let's talk about dating because it's, it's super fun. Um, so when you have a chronic illness, when you have a disability, there are these kind of extra criteria that you have to put in place. You know, in dating in general, you have a criteria, you have a type that you look for. Maybe, you know, I like somebody short, tall, whatever it may be, blonde hair, dark hair, beard, no beard, whatever it may be. Everybody has their type and things that they look for in someone. Now, on top of that, top of whatever you're normally into for dating you gotta add an extra couple layers because now you have to have somebody that's understanding you have to have somebody that communicates well you have to have somebody that cares and puts in a lot of effort and you generally have to have somebody that's driven to an extent now why is that the case so if you're living with a chronic illness or disability, a lot of you understand there are days where you can put 150% into something, whether it's work, social, life, relationships, whatever it may be. You understand that there's days you feel fucking great, especially with, you know, whatever you're dealing with. There's days where you feel amazing. Might not be, you know, what it was like before you got diagnosed with something, but you still feel amazing. You have extra energy. You're not feeling drained. You know, your stomach's not bothering you. 
you feel more mobile than usual, whatever it may be, there are days where you have a ton of extra effort to put into something. Now you also understand that there's days where getting out of bed is a hard task because you don't have the energy, your body's hurting, your mind's hurting, your emotional state sucks, whatever it may be, you have that variation. So one day, your max amount of effort's 10%. Another day might be 200%, maybe 150%. Maybe a good day for you is 100% of what you would have been able to normally do. So you have to have someone that is willing to accept that range, that's willing to accept the fact that on the days that you feel good, you're going to put in your all. You're going to be an amazing boyfriend. You're going to be an amazing girlfriend. You're going to do everything you can for them. If they're having a shitty day, you're going to take care of them. And on the flip side, now you have days where you feel like shit. So that person has to do the opposite. On days that you feel like shit, they need to help you out more. Now, in a relationship, this is normal. You know, people get sick. People go through things. Okay, that's, you know, how often do you get sick with a cold throughout the year? Normally, not that often. Well, how often do you live with a chronic illness that acts up a lot more than one day a year or a week a year? So there's that expectation up front. And you have to understand that there's that give and take. And that give and take is a lot more give and take than in a normal relationship. Um, so that is one of the first kind of barriers in general, finding someone that's okay with that. On top of that, you also have to have, you have to find somebody that I, you know, I find in general, understands to an extent what you deal with. And I say to an extent because not everyone understands a disease unless they're living it. And I'm going to be honest, I have colitis. I don't understand what everybody with colitis goes through because the disease in general is so broad and how it affects the body. I know general things. I know the pain that's associated with it. I know some of the side effects from the medication that I've experienced, but I do not know everything about it. And that is something that you're not even going to get that level of understanding necessarily from a partner unless they have a disease. The biggest thing that you need is you need them to understand that no matter how good you look, you might still be in pain, especially with something like colitis. It's not, it's not a visual illness or visual disability. Um, it's something that's internal. So that pain is inside. It's not like, you know, my arm fell off and hang. Like I'm, I can see that. It's not like I have burns all over me. You, you can see that because it's an internal disease. You don't see the pain that's associated with it. And you look for, perfectly normal on the outside, but you might be having a flare up, whatever it may be. So you need someone that's willing to understand that some days you might look fine, but you don't feel fine. You don't find, feel even remotely fine. Then you need someone that understands that you need kind of some space sometimes. Okay, so you need a little bit more space than normal maybe. Then you need someone that's willing to help more. Okay. Now you need someone that maybe is willing to go with you to the doctor's and to appointments and willing to kind of deal with the ups and downs of medication 
and maybe he's willing to deal with a limited diet or special workout plan or is willing to deal with limited, you know, social interaction with other people. Especially now with COVID being high risk, maybe you can't go out as much. Maybe you can't go to your favorite places. So you see how the list starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger on top of finding the right personality for you in the first place. So this is kind of a lot to take in. Now, it's important, I think, to communicate these things because I know I see it a lot in some of the you know groups for colitis is when should you bring it up? And as much as it sucks and as much as you're not going to like to hear it, I think you should bring it up right away. I think if you're starting to talk to someone, you're starting to try to date, bring it up somehow. Talk about it. Because, here's the why, because if they don't want to deal with it, they're going to stop talking to you right then and there, which sucks. That feeling absolutely sucks, uh, makes you feel like you're less than a person, but here's the but. When they stop talking to you right away, as soon as you bring up something about like your, your illness or your disability, it's because they're not the right person that's going to accept that. So do not waste the time getting attached to someone even more just for them to shut it down. Bring it up right away. Bring it up as something casual. Bring it up like you would bring up your favorite hobbies. Like you would bring up your favorite sports team or your favorite type of food. Bring it up like it's an everyday thing. Not a big deal and it sh- because it shouldn't be a big deal. And if someone's not able to accept that, accept the fact that they're not the right person for you. No matter how much you thought you liked them, accept the fact that they're not the right person for you. And if you try something, try to make a relationship out of it, or you try to pull them into something, it's probably going to end bad anyway. Doesn't matter if they don't know who you are. Don't like tell yourself a million reasons why you should try to explain things to them. If you bring it up and they're not okay with it off the bat, they're not going to be in the right mindset to be helpful when you need them the most. Okay, so where does this leave you at? I'm going to be honest, still trying to figure that out. However, I have found that people that are in certain professions or do certain things for work are a little more open to it. Obviously, nurses and doctors. um, I find that people that serve their community for work First responders, teachers um, are a good place to look because they're more open to those kind of things. They're more about helping. They're more understanding. Um, That's about where I'm at. Now, outside of professions, I have found that people that know someone, usually close to them with some sort of chronic illness or disability, whether it's a family member, they themselves have some sort of a health condition, whether it's the same thing as you or not. I find they're a lot more open to it because they're used to interacting with those kind of things. But I don't have the perfect answer for everyone. Still working on it myself. So I'll give you guys an update as I find out. Kind of life goes on, right? Um, But yeah, those are the big things. Don't hide it. Bring it out early. So that way, you know, if someone doesn't accept it, they can move on and they can deal with it on their own. Find the right people for you. Do not push the supportive people away. I'm going to say this again. Do not push a supportive person 
away. Don't kill that relationship. Don't push that person out of your life. Communicate. And on the flip side, if you have somebody bad in your life or a bad relationship, push them away. Go start again. Go find somebody else. But do not push away a supportive partner. I'm going to have to say that like a million times. It's, It's the thing that drives me crazy the most that I did. Like looking back and all the dumb things I've done when it comes to my disease, that is at the top. Just top dumbest. Now, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. I'm sure I'm going to find somebody great in the future. But do not push a supportive partner away just because you're newly diagnosed and a lot's going on. Communicate. Communicate your changes. Let them know what's going on. Figure out what's going to work going forward. If you need a little bit of space, tell them you need some space. But don't push them away in the process. Don't do it. As, as for now, I think that's that's what I'm going to leave it on. Don't, don't push away the important people in your life and don't push away the supportive people in your life. If they're supportive and they're, they're understanding and they put effort into it even while you're dealing with all these changes and they're willing to stick around, do not push them away. You will regret it it's from personal experience. But uh, thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you guys for stopping by for the podcast today. Appreciate your time. And always appreciate the support. If you guys can take a look in the description of the podcast itself, I'm going to have all the related links for social media accounts uh, to follow and like the podcast itself. I also do appreciate if you guys can leave a rating on iTunes and other sources. That way the podcast kind of gets a little bit more attention in the search bar and a little bit, a little bit further up there. Um, I also will have ways for people to contact and reach out if you have stories or experiences you would like to share. Whether you're living with a chronic illness, a disability, or you have kind of a mental health um, and depression story you want to share and help others with, make sure you guys reach out. Until next time, I appreciate you guys. Have a good one.